It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. Happy Friday. What's going on? Can I hear myself? What can I not hear myself? What a disaster this is. There we go. What's going on, guys? Hope everybody's doing well. And uh, this is Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. And this is a show where the conspiracy is the news. And that's, uh, that's an old saying that goes back to the very first podcast I did, which was a news show, which actually was sort of like this, but also not really like this because it had its own podcast feed. And uh, I was testing something else and uh, seeing if starting a podcast over the right way would actually, well, well, uh, be different, be easier. When I knew what I knew that I didn't know before when I knew, when I did Troubled Minds. Anyway, ramble, ramble. Uh, it, it turned into, it, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> and you couldn't just start over and shoot to the top of the charts. Uh, so so instead, uh, I was like, ah, you know, we'll just uh, take the new show, peel it off, and just put it as part of the Troubled Minds podcast feed. And if people don't like the news, they don't have to listen to the news. That's okay. But anyway, so this, this actual uh, concept started with actual troubled minds which is again we do that monday through thursday 7 p.m pacific time we talk about all the weird shit like all the woo woo and uh just a you know a kind of navel gazing type staring at the universe type stuff and uh you know uh, magic and esoterics and all kinds of weird stuff right but we used to do a news segment on that show and it was um it was very long it just kept kept getting longer and longer and longer so at some point it just made sense to kind of peel it off and do uh, a news show on its own and so here we are so as you know uh, as part of the whole transparency process i prefer that you guys know where my sources come from so at least if it's propaganda and it's bs you can go look and see and be like hey mike that was bs propaganda and i'll be like yeah you're probably right because uh most of most of the stuff we look at in many cases is actually propaganda and we're going to talk about propaganda specifically today because uh the elephant in the room of course that we didn't talk about last night is this whole ukraine business we'll get to that in just a sec but before we do uh in, in the name of transparency uh, we do have a, a phone line if you want to give me a call and say, Mike, you're full of shit. You're welcome to 702-957-1037. And I won't get too mad. Uh, if you want to say anything other than, Mike, you're full of shit, well, that's fine too. 
1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website of this show and the other show and all the other things that I may do in the future because, well, maybe I will. Ah, dare me. Hold my beer. It's a little too early for beer. But anyway, uh, I'm drinking coffee right now. So so the thing is, that's the thing. Uh, you can also join the dis- Discord. Hop in here and come say hi. I'm on air over there. And um, yeah, let's do it. So let's get to Let's get to the elephant in the room. All right. Let's get to uh, let's get to Ukraine. All right. Now. Now, look. There's a lot going on with this, and I think the crazy part is, uh, let's say, okay, it, ju- just to preface all this, now, all of this is terrible, war is horrific, this is not a good thing, this is not a good thing, absolutely, under no circumstances to me can you convince me this is a good thing. I- I'm not, like, I'm willing to hear you try and convince me, but my opinion is killing people is not good all right that's it that's just it and uh i'm probably not going to back off that stance i'll hear other stuff but i you know i'm not going to change my mind on that you're not going to make me think killing people is a good idea okay not going to happen but anyway so i want to before we get into this i want to say that just because it's important to say it's one of those things where it's like look uh this is not sport to me this is not like you know oh content this is like oh this is spicy content i'm so excited to talk about people dying you know what i mean it's not like that but it is one of those situations where it's been talked about heavily recently even that this is well this is the the rumblings the beginning of world war three right and of course the the famous einstein is uh he he doesn't know how world war three is going to go down the famous einstein quote i mean but he does know that world war four is going to be fought with sticks and stones so uh it's not a good thing this is not a good thing and uh there's there's too many moving pieces here to just kind of shrug your shoulders and write this off as well it's their problem it's ukraine's ukraine's problem it's not our problem uh because of course they're people they're people too and so uh, i just want to point that out that this is it's not a good thing you guys know this but again you have to say this or else you get accused of being a russian bot or a a putin sympathizer some uh, i don't know like it's unbelievable to me the amount of people that just jump in and try and politicize shit like this and or or you know use it as some sort of virtue signal you know what i mean I, I i hate that term but people do it people really do it you know uh, stand with ukraine and they put the little flag on their twitter you know it's like yeah that's cool but what else you know what i mean like i don't know you know what i mean like I, i'm busting my butt doing this and talking about this stuff on a nightly day you know six shows a week i do and like i always say nobody makes me do this and i'm not complaining i'm just saying if you want to do something, do something like putting a little flag up on your Twitter and saying, stand with Ukraine. I'm sorry uh, to me, whatever, like that, that's whatever, like GTFO, do something, right? Anything, anything's better than just a little flag and a virtue signal. So anyway, there you go. There's my soapbox, but let's get to this. Now, um, I'm, I've, um, I'm a fan of this individual by the name of Michael Tracy. Now he's not right about everything and nobody is in my opinion. It's uh, because life is very complicated, but, uh, it was interesting to note that I, I was actually of the same opinion of him as him. I mean, when this whole thing started happening, because a lot of the reports I was seeing when this whole uh, kerfuffle or whatever you want to call this uh, happened 
previously when they said build up the troops and our media was like, oh, they're going to invade. They're about to invade three hours from invasion, one hour from invasion, 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 invasion is imminent. Right. And I was like, get out of here. Like no chance, no chance. And and the reason I say is because and the reason I said that and I'm wrong, by the way, I was wrong. So and that's why I'm talking about this. And and he also was saying the same thing. And I, I, I find it important to point out that when we're wrong, it's okay to be wrong. Okay. And so I wanted to point out that he is saying that I'm also saying that I was wrong, but uh, the, the the word on the ground from the people in Ukraine themselves, the, their parliament and their uh, uh, what the cabinet and Zelensky himself, the president over there, prime minister, whatever the hell they call him, he, he they were saying that like, what are you guys talking about? Nothing's changed. Two two years, nothing's changed on the border. We don't know where this intel's coming from. Where an invasion is imminent. So either they were putting us on, or they were grotesquely ignorant, or somewhere some other odd thing I didn't think of okay point being let's get to michael tracy here real quick he wrote this thing on substack and he says what i got wrong about the invasion of ukraine and this is the truth uh if you want to read this again i encourage you to uh, he's he's a pretty smart dude and like i said like everybody else he's not right about everything because nobody is but he is he, he starts it off like kind of like i did just hey look this is war and war sucks and this should not be like a you know yay something to talk about situation but but then he goes on to describe that uh, he was getting he even interviewed somebody that was working in the ukrainian government directly and they told him specifically that uh, they weren't worried. They said that uh, the individual he actually spoke with said, literally said, no, uh, like, I don't know where this is coming from. It seems like the West is warmongering and they want war. Like, we don't, it, we don't see it coming. We're not preparing for this. I, I just don't understand, right? Well, um, uh, we were wrong. He was wrong. I, 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 like, it's beyond me why people like actual government officials in the ukraine itself didn't know what the hell was going on on their border that's so bizarre so anyway so he this is again michael tracy writing what i got wrong about the invasion of ukraine he just did a little video version of this as well on rockfin i watched it a couple hours ago and was in the chat uh just chatting it up but i mean it's okay to be wrong all right it seems that the world we live in is just steeped in propaganda that's what i'm gonna talk about now so here we go let's continue this is uh, michael tracy again this is his Twitter. If you guys haven't followed him, or you don't have to, I I, I really don't care. But this is this is the uh, this is where he 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 put it here, and he's got some people you know coming at him and this and that and the other thing on Twitter, whatever. I don't care. Blah blah blah. Let's let's move on. Okay. The next thing here is this is where this is strange. Okay. This is where some of this stuff kind of just doesn't make sense. And this is what I'm citing when I I said, look, there, if the people in Ukraine aren't worried, then why should we be worried? It doesn't make any damn sense. So look, this is from NPR, and this is actually. January 26th, right? And all the way through uh, through the end of January, through middle of February, it's just been war, 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 war. You know, our, our media saying invasion imminent, all this stuff. You know, we talked about it. I was exasperated by it. But here we go. The message messaging from Ukrainian officials is that a Russian invasion isn't imminent. And this is as is, is early as January 26, 2022, right? And so how, how do we have this bizarre situation where they don't even know what the hell's going on in their own country. Does that make sense to anybody? 
That doesn't make any sense to me at all. So they, so they weren't expecting this. So the Western media in this case that I was calling warmongering were, was actually accurate. But notice that they kept saying they're going to invade tonight. They're going to invade in an hour and three hours. It's happening tomorrow. It's happening the next day. And it didn't happen for like weeks, for like two, two weeks, maybe, maybe beyond that. They were saying over and over and over again, this was about to go down. And it didn't. And then it finally did. Okay. So again, I was wrong. And I'm not apologizing for being wrong because in this case the information i was going on is legitimate i've got i've got receipts i've got actual look this is this is some of the stuff i was citing not just this there are other messages that were coming out of the ukraine where they had no freaking idea what was going on but like michael tracy said and it's important for me as well to acknowledge I was wrong about it, okay? And it's important uh, because it, it, like, it, it, this, this tends to be like an ego thing so many times. And it's not. It doesn't have to be. And so I just want to say, look, I was wrong. All right? That's it. That's it. But also, I want to point out propaganda. And so it's, it's so hard to keep track of propaganda anymore, of what's real and what's coming from what sources. And here's a couple examples, right? Like, this is uh, propaganda coming out of this situation in the Ukraine, all right? So check this out. This is an article from the New York Post, and uh, you guys may have seen this. Uh, who is the ghost of Kiev? The story of Ukrainian ace pilot goes viral. Do you guys see this? You guys hear about this? This is pretty wild, okay? Unconfirmed reports of an ace Ukrainian fighter pilot have gone viral, with social media users dubbing the fighter the ghost of Kiev. Supposedly downing as many as six Russian planes in the first day of combat, the ghost of Kiev and their MiG-29 fulcrum quickly became a folk hero in a war breathlessly watched online. According to one widely circulated post, the ghost of Kiev is believed to have shot down four Russian fighter jets, two Su-35 flankers, one Su-27 flanker, and one MiG-29 fulcrum, as well as two ground attack aircraft, so-called Su-25 frogfoots. All right. So this is this is what's happening, and this is again propaganda. Now, now listen, I'm trust me, I'm not warmongering. I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm explaining why it's difficult to ascertain what in the world is going on here. Exactly, exactly. Bailey says it's a made-up story. This is propaganda. This is this is not this can't look. It can't be accurate. Okay, it can't be. Uh, Ukraine itself is about the size of Texas, right? We're talking about the very first day. The very first day, we have one fighter pilot taking down six. They say, all right, and ace status is shooting down five other planes, right? And there hasn't been an ace, an actual ace in modern aviation since World War II, okay? Literally, because there's just not that many dogfights anymore. They don't fight that way anymore, right? But but in this case, they're saying that the ghost of Kiev, the story of this Ukrainian ace pilot, is real, okay? But it's, it's it's extremely unlikely. Like the way these jets work, you can't fly around all day and just shoot shit down. You got to land. You got to maintenance the thing. You got to refuel. Like there's all kinds of things that have to happen here. Nobody is flying what eighteen hours a day in in their Mig shooting down five things. It's it's damn near impossible, right? So like it seems. It seems to me that, again, this is part of the propaganda cycle. This is part of exactly why I'm talking about it's difficult to tell 
anything from anything anymore just because of stuff like this okay so we'll leave that there and uh, you guys can read the articles if you're into this stuff and want to find out more about this but you know there's some speculation here going on and all the rest and blah 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 but i also want to point out that the the propaganda is coming hot and heavy not just in terms of like um, maybe inspiration for the the uh you know the ukrainians which is what that story of the kiev ghost would be uh you know inspiration let's stand strong against we can do this you know one one of us can take out six of their best or you know whatever this is it's propaganda for sure but look at this there's another one this is from newsweek and speaking of propaganda headline is this QAnon followers celebrate putin's purge of ukraine what like yeah i'm just so i'm just so just want to punch myself in the face because of how just horrific the news is and like these people reporting this trash listen to this QAnon followers and influencers have celebrated vladimir putin's invasion of ukraine falsely believing it is part of a battle against the deep state can anybody tell me how that makes any amount of sense whatsoever? So Vladimir Putin of Russia attacks the Ukraine and it's fighting the deep state in the United States. Numerous QAnon influencers flooded their social media accounts with posts that praised the Russian president after he ordered a large-scale invasion of Ukraine on Tuesday. Putin declared in a TV statement, blah, 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 propaganda. Tell me, tell me, Bailey, what's the problem here? Propaganda, it's propaganda, right? Again, it's, it's, uh, it's swinging information against particular groups of people, uh, again, maligning uh, lefty-righty politics, uh, conspiracy theorists, the whole thing. Anyway, so I'm going to move on. Point, the, the reason I, I brought up all this is because I wanted to also point out it's not new. This is not new. Uh, let's go to this. This is the SmithsonianMag.com. If you want to call in or pop into the Discord and tell me, Bailey, I'd love to hear it. This is from Smithsonian Mag. Now, propaganda, especially in war, is not new. Check this out. A World War II propaganda campaign popularized the myth that carrots help you see in the dark. You guys remember this one? If you don't know this one, well, they say that, uh, yeah, uh, carrots are good for your eyesight, right? I'm sure you've heard this. Yeah, you've totally heard this. But did you know it actually began as war propaganda in the United Kingdom? Listen to this. Uh, so the science is pretty sound that carrots, by virtue of their heavy dose of vitamin A in the form of beta carotene, are good for your eye health. In 1998, Johns Hopkins study, as reported by the New York Times, even found that supplemental pills could reverse poor vision among those with vitamin a deficiency but as john stolarachik uh, is that right stolarachik Stolar, yeah stolarachik anyway knows all too well as curator of the world carrot museum the truth has been stretched into a perva- pervasive myth that carrots hold within a super vegetable power improving your nighttime vision you know where this came from yeah that's right wartime propaganda you know why uh, somewhere in the journey of the message that carrots are good for your eyes became disfigured into improving eyesight stolarachik says his virtual museum 100 125 pages full of surprising and obscure facts about carrots investigates how the myth became so popular british propaganda from world war ii now what the, the long story short of this is that uh they they had actually 
placed the first actual radars into planes. And uh, the, the British were able to do this in their Spitfires. I don't think Spitfires, maybe other planes. I don't know. I'm not, a, not an aviation expert here. But they, they were able to do this. And so they were shooting down uh, the, the Nazi planes at night. And so the, the Nazis were like baffled on what the hell was going on. And the propaganda that was coming out of the UK at the time was that carrots helped you see in the dark. Okay. You see? So is it? Is it not? I don't know. It is propaganda for sure. But you see what's going on. Uh, Bailey says, I can tell you the five cities that Russia attacked all have U.S. bio labs. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I did see that thread. It, it's, in, it's, uh, it's in the Discord if you want to follow that thread. Did that guy really get banned off Twitter that was trying to put that together with the, the bio labs in Ukraine? Anyway, so, so I just wanted to talk about propaganda a little bit in that it's difficult to tell what the hell's going on anymore. And that's, and that's, I don't really cite it enough in, in these terms of like, look, there's, there's this long span of not just, you know, if you turn on CNN right now, they're blaming Trump for this. If you turn on uh, Fox News right now, they're blaming Biden for this, right? That, and, or they're blaming, of course, they're blaming Putin and some other, you know, but it's always like the blame game. Like nobody's ever like, oh, uh, you know, this is horrific. And, you know, let's, let's stop this from happening somehow. Nobody wants to talk about that. They just want to, they want to blame people. They want to point fingers and they want to write, cons- you know, write, write about conspiracy theorists and all the rest of this shit. But the fact of the matter is, right, anybody, anybody's guess is valid at this point on what Putin's motivation is. Nobody really knows, right? Everybody can say, well, I think this or I think that. Even our intelligence people are kind of baffled as far as I can tell. Nobody knows what the hell's really going on here. And so what are they going to do? They're going to move in. Like they're saying tonight, tonight, like hours from now, they're going to be in the capital and they're going to take this MF or over, right? Tonight. Like, that's fast. That's not even a week. And so to take the whole damn country, that's absurd. So I don't know. What do you believe? What does anybody believe anymore? And that's why I want to just want to point this out, that this idea of propaganda goes back a long ways. And there are many, many. I could do hours and hours and hours just on propaganda all right just just on the different propaganda uh, everything especially in times of war especially or election seasons right especially election seasons like election years so anyway uh, we're going to take a quick break you're listening to troubled minds news i'm your host michael strange uh this is a message from our sponsor uh, i can't say sponsor which of course is you be right back It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, 
bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Let's see. Where's the button? Uh, get the button. There we go. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up the two accounts and and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. All right, let's keep on trucking. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubleminds.org. All right, let's get off of that. Let's go to this. This is from Wired.com, and this came out a couple days ago. Let's get back to more of the bread and butter of what we really talk about here. Uh, But propaganda is one of them. So I think it's important to just be careful with the information you get regarding any of this stuff. So don't don't jump to conclusions based on what some jerk said on TV. Or you guys know this, but I'm just friendly reminder from... Your friend, Michael Strange. Uh, This is from Wired.com. Jacques Vallée still doesn't know what UFOs are. Have you guys seen this one? What in the world is this? Actually, speaking of this this article, Derek actually shared this a while back. What's up, Derek, in the chat? How are you? The Night Stalker has uh, graced us with his presence. What's happening, man? Uh, So here we go. So this article is about, yeah, uh, Jacques Vallée, of course, is probably one of the most notable ufologists of all time, right? He worked with J. Allen Hynek of Project Blue Book fame. He's a, he supposedly has a information about actual metamaterials and crash retrievals regarding extraterrestrial craft or whatever the hell they happen to be. And interestingly, right, they, if you're going to call anybody a UFO expert, this guy's it. And uh, like we always talk about on Troubled Minds about the idea of what the hell are these things anyway? We don't even know what the hell this stuff is. But interestingly, this guy in particular, he has no idea what they are any either. And he's he's the expert, right? This is the craziest part. What's up, Robert? I see you there. Thanks for the subscription. 15 month streak. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate that. Uh, so there we go. As usual, right? Uh, these guys, they, they can't just write anything to the point. So Wired has to write this long and rambly article about all this stuff. Uh, Jacques Vallée has written 12 books on what he and others call the phenomenon, the range of surreal experiences that includes UFO encounters. He considers the work a hobby and shrinks from the pseudo archaeologists, credentialed grifters and conspiracy bros who tend to populate the field. Conspiracy bros unite, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, there are, let's see. Um, uh, well, I, can, don't know, I don't know my French. What's that? Buco de Bozos? What the hell is that? I'm more of a Spanish guy. In this, uh, Anyway, in this clown car, and Valet is a cautious driver. As he sees it, the phenomenon resent, represents both a scientific and a social frontier. When you study it, you must harness numbers, databases, pattern hunting algorithms, but you must also have an ethnographic streak, an interest on how culture molds understanding. You have to endeavor in other words to weigh both hard and soft data despite the modern scenario quote where the physics department is at one end of the campus and the psychology department at the other end uh valet's papers uh, entrusted to rice university will ultimately include files on some 500 anomalous events he has personally investigated from the abduction abduction of betty and barney hill on u.s route three to a landing that paralyzed a farmer and provencal lavender crop any pro uh, anyway i think that's brazil yet he likes to joke that he's the only ufologist who does not know what ufos are and so interestingly we have this idea of 
what is that? Like, what is this? The phenomenon. It's interesting how it's, again, it's morphed, right? The entire thing is morphed from UFOs, nuts and bolts, unidentified flying object to UAP, which is unidentified aerial phenomenon, meaning that it could not be objects at all. I've talked uh, at length on Troubled Minds about how this could be plasma radar spoofing and some other things that we have the technology to create these phantom images in the air. All right. But if we're talking in terms of like we've talked, uh, including not just maybe the elemental angle of this or maybe nature spirits or who the hell knows what's really going on up there in the skies and what we're seeing. People see orbs and these paranormal aspects of, you know, the rest of this type of stuff. Well, this guy doesn't know what the hell's going on either. So over 500 accounts, like he's gone and investigated himself. I don't know. Do you believe this guy? Do you not believe this guy? I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of craziness to this, but uh, what can you do? Anyway, uh, links there if you guys want to check it out. It's a good read. Uh, please have a look. Let's go to this. Um, speaking of uh, if you can build it, you can hack it. Let's uh, check this out. And I hope this isn't related to what's going on in the other news that we began today. U.S. microchip powerhouse NVIDIA hit by cyber attack. America's biggest microchip company is investigating a potential cyber attack that has taken parts of its business offline for two days, the Telegraph can reveal. NVIDIA's email systems and developer tools are understood to have been suffering from outages over the last two days after what is believed to have been a malicious network intrusion. Uh, The suspected hack comes amid Russian cyber warfare against Ukraine and heightened security concerns about attacks on the West in retaliation for hitting the Kremlin with sanctions. There is no evidence linking NVIDIA's outages to the conflict. All right. But but as usual, right, remember, propaganda wise, how can we actually make sure that's the truth here? Who knows? Maybe this is a test. Maybe this is a you know, this is only a test of the emergency broadcast system sort of thing. Who knows what's really going on here? But notably, this happened in the last couple of days. And here we go. An N- NVIDIA spokesman said, quote, we are investigating an incident. We don't have any additional information to share at this time. There you go. It's an incident. Uh, Isn't that so nice? Just an incident. It's fine. Nothing to see here, right? If you can build it, you can hack it. And they built it and it's been hacked. Get hacked. Get hacked, noob. All right. Anyway, so the intrusion was described by one insider as having completely compromised the company's internal systems, although some email services were working on Friday. It is unclear if any data has been stolen or deleted from NVIDIA or from its customers, or if the attack has merely disrupted its systems and customers said they had not been informed of any incident. Okay. Anyway, so let's hope this is not a test of something greater. Uh, If you guys have not, I encourage you to maybe get your hands on some cash, you know, uh, in, in the old tinfoil situation just in case uh for instance uh, right now in the ukraine uh some some of you saw the footage of people trying to drive out of this, the cities well uh they couldn't get money because uh the the systems were down so uh, again as you would expect when there's some sort of um uh, you know invasion actual invasion like this happening over there they the, the cyber attacks come and they shut down the grid and all the other, everything they can shut down and disrupt they will to cause chaos like this so what people were jumping on the road some of them with like half a tank of gas they hadn't prepared etc so on they couldn't get gas because they could their cards didn't work you couldn't pay at the gas station the gas stations weren't working so you've got these situations where people drove 
basically out of town until their car ran out of gas and then got out and ran from there, right? Like this is the, the scary stuff. So don't 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 be that guy, and uh, go go maybe go. I'm not saying I'm not saying to like hardcore prep. I'm just saying uh, maybe be a little prepared, just a smidge, just in case. You never know what's going to go down here. And um, I'm not again. I'm not a warmonger. I'm not a doomsayer, and I don't believe that that's going to happen here. But wouldn't it be better if you had some cash in your pocket instead of not and expected your card to work or whatever so anyway just a, just a heads up here uh, if you can build it you can hack it and uh, there you go 702-957-1037 what are your thoughts on this and the rest of these things i have no idea what's going on here let's see uh let's see theory is let's see cities that uh let me read this real quick just one moment let's see okay a uh, new virus, the deep state started posting online a month ago. Defensively, the Putin was looking to take over Ukraine. So the theory is there's no war or anything happening, and Russia was attacking U.S. biolabs. Okay, gotcha. I have heard that. I have heard that. Okay, so so and anyway, I don't know. Like I said, all of this this propaganda just, just flowing. Just, again, word of caution, be careful. I don't know anything you don't know, so don't take it that way. I'm not saying that. And I started the show today saying I was wrong, clearly, because it's difficult to ascertain what the hell is really going on on anymore so there you go uh what do we got i think we're perfect time wise let's take a quick break you're listening to troubled minds news i'm your host michael strange don't go anywhere be right back okay welcome back to troubled minds news i'm michael strange and we're still doing this we got more to talk about 702-957-1037 click the discord link at troubledminds.org we'll put you on the show easy as that let's keep on trucking there's more there's always more check this out this is pretty wild uh one of, one of the things near and dear to my heart ah, ah the singularity new scientist reports this yep you got it meet the robots that can reproduce learn and evolve all by themselves <laughs> there we go machines that can mate and produce offspring can help us clean up nuclear sites explore asteroids and terraform distant planets but they could prove a threat asks uh, could they prove a threat asks emma hart who is helping develop them hmm Hmm. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, let's see. What if we don't know exactly what our robot needs uh, to, to be capable of? We might want it to clean up a nuclear accident where it is unsafe to send humans, explore an unmapped asteroid, or terraform a distant planet, for example. We could simply design it to meet any challenges we think it might face and then keep our fingers crossed. There is a better alternative, though. Take a lesson from evolution and create robots that can adapt to their environment. Ah, it sounds far-fetched, but that is exactly what my my colleagues and I are working on on a project called Autonomous Robot Evolution, or ARE. This is written by Emma Hart. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it says, we aren't there yet, but we have already created robots that can mate and reproduce to generate new designs that are built autonomously. What's more, using the evolutionary mechanisms of variation and survival of the fittest, over generations, these robots can optimize their design. If successful, this would be a way to produce robots that can adapt to difficult, dynamic environments without direct human oversight. It is a project with huge potential, but not without major challenges and ethical implications. Oh, mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> the notion of using evolutionary principles to design objects can be traced back to the early 1960s and the origins of evolutionary computation when a group of German engineering students invented the first evolution strategy. Anyway, blah, blah. This is, uh, again, New Scientist is fantastic. Uh, usually their stuff is paywalled, but this article in particular is not. So uh, if you're into this, I actually uh, would uh, encourage you to read this article because it is one of those things where you're like, hmm, like Matt says in the chat, how could this go? We'll file this one under, under how could this go wrong? Uh, they're going to they're gonna be able to mate and be able to uh, go through a natural evolutionary process uh, without human oversight. Hmm. That's, that's, this, this, this is fine. This seems fine, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. What do you think? Is this, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Somewhere in between? Uh, yes. It seems like you can't even make this stuff up, right? Truth is stranger than fiction anymore. They say they're not there yet, but they're working on it. And um, you know, maybe this is a troubled mind show for next week, because what in the world is going on with this? Really? Robots that can mate and evolve and uh, basically adapt and overcome situations that uh, are unforeseeable by us. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. This seems fine. <laughs> this is fine. Uh, here's more. Let's continue, shall we? Uh, welcome back, APOC. I see there. Uh, we got Medical Express, X-P-R-E-S-S, Science of Sleep. Oh, this is this is <laughs> this is very near and dear to my heart. I've been all over the damn place. I actually had a good night's sleep for the first time in probably a week. Uh, not like a two thirds. Like I had a, a third of a night's sleep, and then another third of a night's sleep a couple hours later, and then. That was good enough for me. I feel great. <laughs> it's been so all over the damn place. But uh, I was actually up like a normal human being today around no oh, 9 a.m. or something. That's That seems so so strange. But um, anyway, uh, listen to this. Yeah, uh, it is well known that getting a good night's sleep becomes more difficult as we age. There it is. Michael Strange, you're old. Yep. Uh, but the underlying biology for why this happens has remained poorly understood. A team of U.S. scientists has now identified how the brain circuitry involved in regulating sleepfulness and wakefulness degrades over time in mice, which they say paves the way for better medicines in humans. Yeah, more than half of people 65 and older, I'm not quite there yet, complain about the quality of sleep, Stanford University professor Louis Delicia, who co-authored a study about the finding published Thursday in Science told AFP. Research has shown that sleep deprivation is linked to an increased risk of multiple poor health outcomes, from hypertension to heart attacks, diabetes, depression, and a buildup of brain plaque linked to all Alzheimer's. Insomnia is often treated with a class of drugs known as hypnotics. How could that go wrong? Which include Ambien, but these don't work very well in the elderly population. For the new study, De La Cia and colleagues decided to investigate hypocretins, key brain chemicals that are generated only by a small cluster of neurons in the brain's hypothalamus, a region located between the eyes and ears. Of the billions of neurons in the brain, only 50,000 produce hypocretins. In 1998, La Cia and other scientists discovered that hypocretins transmit signals that play a vital role in stabilizing wakefulness anyway so is it just me am i getting old because i have a hell of a time sleeping some some days i tell you what it is it is an absolute disaster i've been falling asleep right after the shows like on like we finish at 10 10 30 i'll like make the quick edits and then i go sit down and i'm out for like two hours two and a half hours and i'm up again at like what one in the morning or something it's like 1 30 i'm like what oh god <laughs> like what am i doing what's happening right now anyway Anyway, am I the only one that can't sleep? 
little weird, right? This is so weird, so weird. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that uh, this is this is brand new. All this news is brand new. When we do the news show, all this stuff is literally from the last uh, day or two. Uh, literally, mostly a week old uh, because, well, keeping it fresh. What's up, Robert? Says, I used to go to sleep around 11 p.m. until I started tuning into Troubled Minds. Now I rarely get to sleep before 1 a.m. Your fault, Michael. <laughs> Your fault. Your fault. There's a, there's a piping hot archive waiting for you as soon as you're available to watch watch it don't blame me my friend but i do appreciate you staying up for me and for the show that that uh it does mean a lot thank you for that uh let's go to ars technica let's see did i link it sure did uh let's uh here we go new now we've talked about these fast radio bursts but listen to this this is wild new fast radio burst found an area that shouldn't have any sources oh Oops. <laughs> oh, this is fine. This, this should be fine, right? Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, da, da, magnetars. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So the new work done by a large international team involved following up on the discovery of another repeating FRB source. Fast radio bursts called FRB 20201120E. To identify where this was located, the team turned to the resolving power of the European very long baseline. Oh, boy. In Terra, uh, whatever, the network, there you go, that one, I, I can't say that word. Can Microsoft Mike help us? Let's see. Give me a second, I'll drink some coffee. If Microsoft Mike can say this big word, I will have a grateful Friday. Let's see, let's try this. Europe, European Very Long Baseline Interferometry Network, which can use as many as 22 telescopes scattered throughout the world. The team managed to get enough of those telescopes pointed at the repeating source to image five individual FRBs. Intero for, for my, I can't say it anyway. Whatever. He, he said it. You heard it. You heard it here first from Microsoft Mike. Um, but the notable thing about this is that uh, they don't, they, they, they think that there's no reason it should be coming from this area out there, which is, seems pretty wild, right? So uh, let's see. The team managed to get enough of these telescopes pointed at the repeating source to image five additional fast radio bursts. Uh, the way reconstructing data from these uh, different telescopes work, a single burst will not get us a precise location. Instead, a range of possible locations can be identified by combining the locations that are consistent with each of these bursts. The researchers were able to provide a, a look likely location for the FRB source. The source turned out to be a globular cluster of stars in the nearby galaxy M81. Based on the remaining uncertainty regarding the location of this particular fast radio burst and the frequency of globular clusters within M81, the research team estimates that the chances of this particular FRB not being in this globular cluster is only about 1 in 10,000. So they're saying, we got it with a high probability it's there. Uh, let's see, ancient aliens say no, not us. No, actually, you know what they say. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. Absolutely. So searching that location did not reveal a persistent source of radio signals. No high energy sources based on searches using X-ray and gamma ray telescopes turned up either. So there's not an obvious high energy object there. So, hmm. What are we looking at here? What is this and what the hell's going on? I have no idea. Does that mean uh, somebody's trying to contact us? Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Earth to Mars. Ash, are you there? Do you copy? Yeah, I don't know. I have no stinking idea. I thought this one was fascinating. I do love the uh, the actual, uh, what do you got? Um, the, you know, cosmology stuff and the Big Bang and this type of talk. So let's look at this. This is from BigThink.com. Ask Ethan. 
Where are we relative to the Big Bang? And it's an interesting concept in that uh, if you have this idea of the Big Bang beginning as a singularity, right? So where, and then an expansion all around and all 360 degrees, how, where exactly did that begin, right? So in a, in a universe that's been expanding for what, 11, 12 billion, 14 billion years, I don't know, some, let's say 14 billion, I don't know, it, it changes every day. But let's say 14 billion years, it's been expanding for that long. So the question becomes, where did that singularity begin, right? That's a, that's a hell of a question because it's expanding from some central point, right? At least that's one theory here. So, well, wouldn't you know it, uh, this is very, very long and wordy. It's one of those ones, again, where it, uh, I did read the whole thing, and it's fascinating as hell. Uh, the gist is this, though, that they determined that it's, it's flawed mathematics to try and figure out where this began they were looking at red shifts and blue shifts and how they change and move and all the rest of this um and you know seeing as seeing as how one direction the red shift is uh, faster but slightly this way it's a little bit slower blue shift the other way you know kind of uh being able to kind of determine mathematically uh, how maybe where this came from right and you're, you're going to be surprised is that in the initial math when they did this yeah we're we're fairly central here like we're kind of close uh so here we go okay that they say the math isn't perfect but check this out let's see where is it where is it all right so in other words if you could take all the galaxies throughout the expanding universe measure how they receded from one another in the expanding universe in all three dimensions and trace that motion back to a single point that's where the point would be about check this out 17 million light years away from where we are today all right. What? Seven, only se- 17 million is a lot of damn light years, right? But when we're talking about billions of years in expansion. So what the f- Like, is this, are we literally like sort of near the center here? The center of the Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop or whatever? It, it, yeah. Is that a coincidence? It, it, this, this article continues. Do we just happen to come into existence in all the observable universe extremely close to, but not exactly, at the epicenter of the Big Bang? Hmm. Yeah. What's up? Mike, don't smoke. Edibles, maybe? <laughs> Wait, what? What? Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Uh, anyway, here, here's a here's a concept. Uh, I'll give full screen this because I thought this was fantastic. They're talking about uh, dough and rising dough and raisins inside the dough and sort of using them as these raisins inside our galaxies and seeing how they... It's not... The math isn't as clear and simple as this seems to be, but uh, this is just one representation of why you kind of can't just simply extrapolate distances and redshift and blue shift and decide... That we're at the center of the Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop, which doesn't make any damn sense to me, uh, because well, anyway, it is long. It is a very scientific read. There's lots of good figures and things here to look at. And uh, yeah, there you go. To oh, to make you fall asleep. I see. I see. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, that, that's usually where I'll just smash like six beers, like the seventh ish. will put me into like, uh, and then I lay down and I'm out. That's a, that's the best way for me to fall asleep. Not the healthiest way, but uh, it's def- it definitely works. Uh, try not to do that uh, too often because you end up uh, with with another problem, another problem. <laughs> so, all right. So, what are your thoughts on this? Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. That's seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord link at troubleminds.org. By the way, I had some guy in. Um, What's up? Shout out to you, homie. I forget your name. Uh, YouTube comment saying that uh, he, he fast forwards over all the callers on Troubled Minds. And I'm like, 
what? Like, like, really? You'd rather listen to me ramble incoherently than like brilliant people call? He, he was like, uh, shout out to you. Thanks for listening. He says he, he's, he's the only listener, I think, in, is it Turkey? He said, anyway, it's in the YouTube comments. But uh, he, he's, uh, he said, please don't try and get people to call into the news show. I just want to hear you, Mike. And that's super nice. But I mean, the people that call are smarter than me. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. So th- thank you. Shout out to listening out there. And I think it's Turkey. I think it's Turkey. Anyway, uh, told you we got people listening all over the world pretty pretty amazing so i don't know what do you think about the big bang being uh yeah uh, alcohol disrupts healthy sleep well you probably there's a lot of things that disrupt a lot of things in this life aren't there yeah i think so i definitely think so uh let's go here uh let's go to npr.org my most trusted source in uh, american propaganda and uh look at this this is where are we at time wise i think everything's fine perfect perfect uh here we go let's look at this we'll take a quick break and finish up with the final news segment woman found chained in Chinese village is victim of trafficking, authorities say. Yeah, uh, these, uh, here we go. A woman found chained by her neck in a small Chinese village was trafficked, according to authorities, following weeks of public intrigue over her case. Now, I've been following this kind of in the periphery as this developed. Um, the long story short is that they, these, these people were traveling around, sort of, a, uh, they go to these different villages in China, and they just take video of uh, areas they think people may be trafficked and things like this and trying to expose the, the, the thing. Uh, and this is right here. Uh, so Chinese authorities acknowledged this week that the woman who they said was named uh, Ji Hua Mei has been sold at least three times, the first time when she was 20 years old. And uh, yeah, she was discovered after being filmed in a TikTok video. A man claiming to be her husband said she was mentally ill. They have eight children together, which of course is unusual in a country with strict birth control laws still limiting couples to three children. Uh, when her case exploded on social media, local th- authorities at first denied she was trafficked. Public interest in her case is so high that authorities have fenced off her entire village to prevent journalists from entering. This week, a provincial investigation team confirmed the woman, aged 44, to be from a remote mountainous region in the southwest province of Yunnan. Now, the, the crazy thing about this is that it, um, so it, it went viral on uh, uh, what's the, well, I can't remember the, the Chinese social media uh, network where this went viral, but it did, and it was one of those situations where uh, people were like, well, why is this woman chained up? What's going on? And then her, hus- her husband, right, which clearly uh, seems to have purchased this woman. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. This is, this is wild stuff. And now, now they fenced off the village to keep people out. And, well, uh, this, is, this, is, this is, here's your proof that, uh, uh, one proof anyway of many, that there are, this, this trafficking of people exists. It's still, it's st- not here. Yes, here and everywhere. So I don't know, just one of those things. Just I want to point this out if you guys hadn't seen this. It was uh, went super viral, uh, this TikTok video. It's crazy how TikTok can, you know, maybe do some good things, too. But anyway, so uh, seven. what are your thoughts on this or any of the rest of this? 702-957-1037. Let's get one more word from our sponsor, which, of course, is you. Be right back. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. 
All right, let us continue, shall we? Let's go to the New York Post. Uh, more, more good pipe and hot propaganda. Uh, love, love it. Let's. Uh, yeah, this is pretty, pretty, pretty cool and interesting and fun. Uh, archaeologists say they finally solved the mystery surrounding King Tut's space dagger. Ah, oh, that's like that's like sharks with laser beams. The space dagger. Let's read some of this. This is interesting. Uh, yep, archaeologists have finally solved a mystery surrounding a dagger that belonged to King Tut 3,400 years ago. A fresh analysis of the weapon discovered in the pharaoh's tomb in 1922 reveals that it was forged from a meteorite outside of Egypt. The discovery backs a previous theory that the decorative shiv was gifted to King Tut's grandfather from abroad. The artifact's origins and the way it was manufactured remain one of the great mysteries surrounding Tut's grave goods. It's unusual in that it was made using a metal that the Egyptians would not begin to smelt for another 500 years. You got it? Iron. Actual iron. and uh, Actual iron before the Iron Age. How hot is that? Uh, too hot to handle, right? In 2016, scientists determined that the chemical makeup of the 13-inch blade showed that it was expertly crafted from an iron meteorite. Now, an analysis from the team at the Chiba Institute of Technology in Japan has revealed that the object was likely made outside of Egypt. Researchers described their investigation earlier this month in the journal uh, Meteorics and Planetary Science. Here's the link to that if you want to read the actual paper itself, because why not? Pretty good stuff. Yeah, is that, is that like the original plasma sword cane yeah it could be right the space dagger space dagger uh pretty good stuff there's the actual photograph of this thing and they've long known that this is probably of you know meteorite type origin but uh pretty good stuff pretty good stuff here so let's see um uh let's see line, uh, okay here we go they performed x-ray analyses of the dagger which is housed in the egyptian museum of cairo the results showed that its gold hilt appears to have been crafted using an adhesive material known as lime plaster Lime plaster wasn't used in Egypt until much later, but was employed by crafters in other parts of the world at the time. The analyses indicated that the artifact was uh, artifact, sorry, was made using a low temperature technique, heated to less than 950 Celsius or 1742 Fahrenheit. The researchers say this hints at its foreign origin, possibly from uh, Mitanni Anatolia, uh, that, that would line up with Egyptian ancient Egyptian records that claim an iron dagger with a gold hit was gifted from the king of Mitanni to Amenhotep the third the grandfather of toot uncommon himself so interesting uh your, there's your space dagger the, the mystery of the space dagger yeah uh, what's up rohan says space daggers is what farmers give leaving ufos come back here daisy needs hey easy buddy i'm not going to say that word and trigger us for all kinds of crazy stuff oops i guess we just changed our background uh all right so let's uh, keep on trucking there's that paper what else do we got? 702-957-1037. And uh, let's see what we got. Let's go here. This is, um, yeah, psychology today. Oh, yes. Why introverts may be more resilient than everyone else. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. And why extroverts may retreat after a failure. Ah, academics. I love it. I love it. Uh, an experience that challenges your sense of your own self-worth can easily lead you to feel so discouraged that you want to give up entirely. Perhaps you really, 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 three times, hoped to be selected for a leadership role in a local volunteer group or as a chair of a committee at work. Maybe in your romantic life, you had your sights set on a potential partner you communicated with online. The minutes turned to hours and then days and the call never comes. 
Was it something you said? Blah, blah, blah. According to AIX Marseille, universities Jean-Baptiste Pavani and colleagues, there are two approaches to understanding the ways that people respond to such disappointing outcomes, a process known as self-regulation. The social cognitive perspective emphasizes self-efficacy and your belief in your ability to obtain a specific goal. Like the mighty Rohan says, I like to do my own magic. Thank you very much. Much uh, when you uh, This continues. When you've experienced failure, this theory proposes your self-efficacy takes a big hit and you'll feel so bad that you'll feel like giving up. Alternatively, in what's called the cybernetic control theory, failure will actually inspire you to persist even harder to achieve your desired goals. Uh, I think I read that wrong, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, compound anonophobia, the fear of buttons. Nah, I got buttons. Let's see. What happens if no, I'm not going to push that button? I don't know what happened. Like this, this show may self-destruct if I push that button. Anyway, uh, so so I don't know. This is interesting. Introverts, ext- extroverts. How many out there is an introvert? Raise your hand. Extroverts, raise your hand. Uh, how about all those people unite? Yeah, let's raise both hands. So I don't know. I think I think this is interesting that uh, we we don't have. I, I don't know. Do you believe some of this brain science stuff? There's, there's a good basis for some of this stuff, but um, I don't know. Like uh, I have a hard time believing. You know, uh, sweeping anything when it comes to stuff like this. Sure, you can say generalizations about something scientifically, but. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? What will you guys tell me? 702-957-1037. I think we're okay time-wise. are just perfect. It's almost like I've done this once or twice before. Uh, here we go. Let's continue, shall we? Uh, extroverts, introverts, unite. Uh, boingboing.net. Yeah, let's go to boingboing.net. That's super hot. Mars Perseverance rover captured this image of a metal drill. Metal drill bit. Sorry. Lying on the planet's surface. Oh. That's weird. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm going to say that again. Mars Perseverance rover captured this image of a metal drill bit lying on the planet's surface. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Quote, this particular drill bit was installed before launch to close out the drill and keep the inside protected. To keep my science clean and clear, I'm leaving it aside before I start to collect samples with new pristine drill bits. Oh, I see. So it's not an alien drill bit. It actually fell off the rover, right? Yeah. They say that the object is most definitely a drill bit. And they say because Perseverance dropped it. There you go. Out of place artifact. Mars edition. What's up, James? And ex- right, you see, there's a, there's a, yeah, there it is. Intentionally dropped. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, this is okay. So this this seems interesting, right? Because it's like, oh well, you know, that's cool. I guess the thing dropped it. That's fine. We've got an explanation here, right? Uh, but but you want some really really super wild shit? All right. So that's one thing where you're looking at this and you're looking at Mars and you're going a drill bit on Mars. WTF? Are you kidding me? But then check this out. It gets crazier. I'm gonna skip this one. We'll do this one last. Uh, and let's do this one. Let's go here. So this is from mars.nasa.gov and so you say come on mike don't be stupid there's no chance that's an alien drill bit up there the rover dropped it come on don't be stupid mike all right oh yeah watch this this is an actual photograph from nasa on mars <laughs> look at this freaking thing the soul 3396 mars hand lens imager now if you can see the photograph on the screen guys what exactly is this? Is this a rock? Okay, it's shaped like 
almost like a fruit or a sprout or something growing out of the ground, right? You guys see this? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? I'm, I'm going to link this. It's actually, it's linked in the chat there. Uh, NASA's Mars rover Curiosity acquired this image using its Mars Hand Lens Imager, located on the turret at the end of the rover's robotic arm on February 24th, 2022. When this image was obtained, the focus motor mountain composition was 14625. This number indicates the internal blah blah. It's, it's boring. There's nothing in here other than like the specifics of the, what the camera, right? But look at the photograph of this. Am I wrong in saying this looks super organic? Like, is this actually something that could be, I don't know, like wind and dust and non-organics creating this? It almost looks like alien life somehow. I mean, (laughs) a frozen water spout. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like... Like I said, lest you say, Michael Strange, you're insane for, for considering that that may be an alien drill bit. What the hell is this? Hmm. It certainly looks like, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight or nine, like, arms on this thing. It looks like some sort of sprout, like it's grown out of the ground on Mars, and it's covered in dirt, almost like a petrified ancient something, right? Like, like, a, like a, I don't know. You t- is this is this a, is this an organic geological process? Hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. You tell me. Uh, pretty wild stuff. Uh, I think there's uh, something to be said for what's happening actually on Mars. Yeah, baby Cthulhu, right there. It is growing right out of the ground on Mars. And so, interestingly, notably, there's no like explanation in this thing here of what this actually is. <laughs> it's just a it's a picture and then it's like tells you about the uh the you know the the camera settings of when this was taken it looks like a plant right it totally looks like a plant that's like maybe petrified covered in dust or something yeah um so oh, i don't know is this like think about it in terms of is there anything uh on on earth that grows like this sort of just in a geological sense, meaning this is just a rock, right? Some sort of like dust and water situation creating this, right? Maybe frozen or something. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't say how big it is. It's a hat rack, says Robert. There you go. How big is it? I don't know. So that's the thing too. There's no scale here. So this thing could be super tiny. It could be a little bit bigger. I have no idea. But yeah, it looks like a sprout, right? Exactly. So like I said, lest you say Michael Strange are insane for considering there may be uh, a, an alien drill bit on Mars. Well, there's this. <laughs> what the hell is this? Uh, they're not saying. There's no explanation. It's just, again, click the link, check it yourself. It's just, it is what it is. They just released this and shh <laughs> like maybe this is just before the little uh, little mars rat ran by or whatever right uh anyway all right let's uh, let's go to the bbc and wrap this up happy friday guys hope everybody's well let's uh let's go here yep this of course is just the way the world works anymore uh filter out unverified accounts tech giants told <laughs> uh we'll file this one under how could this go wrong yeah. Uh, so uh, here we go. Social networks should let people hide posts and messages from accounts without a verified owner, the government has proposed. Hmm. Right. If passed, the government's online safety bill would force large social networks such as fa- such as Facebook to let people filter out unverified accounts. Oh, so you mean so you mean we'd have to actually get verified and approved by Facebook just to communicate with each other. 
Huh. That's weird. You'd have to be like a blue check mark on Twitter to even tweet at all. Hmm. Or I guess you could, but you'd just be hidden. Yeah. Let's file this under how could this go wrong. Yeah. Uh, the government's proposed online safety laws could see social networks find 10% of their global turnover if they fail to tackle harmful content. The bill also covers the posting of so-called revenge porn, human trafficking, online extremism, and promoting suicide online. All terrible things. The Department for Digital Culture, Media, and Sports highlighted the racist abuse of England's Euro 2020 footballers as an example of online trolling. Well, there you go. Hmm. Interesting. While a proposed law would not stop people making anonymous accounts and posting abuse, social networks would be forced to give their users the option to opt out of seeing any posts from unverified accounts. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? Like, how could this go wrong? So basically, uh, not only are we, one, uh, Canada trucker style, able to freeze your bank account for ha- for your political views, uh, not, or take your truck or any of the rest of this, then, uh, well, if you want to communicate with your peers, uh, it is part of one of the unwashed, non-blue check, verified, you know, uh, useless eaters, then you, uh, well, you can't because you're going to be just filtered out. And so you see what's happening here. You see what's happening here. Ah, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Man, it's messed up. Twitch will only play commercials ads with uh, no problem, but won't let me stream this broadcast at all. Really? Is it is it broken? Uh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, uh, we um, as a favor to a friend, we don't have to do Twitch. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but uh, it does have that nice benefit of the Amazon Prime subscription. And uh, it it does. And by the way, when those commercials play, I get paid for that. It's like a penny or something, but like it's still, you know what I mean? And I know it's a pain in the ass. I'm sorry about that. I think I think if you do sub up to the channel, do you have Amazon Prime? That helps. I think I think you don't get those ads. Anyway, uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't actually insert those. They just happen. Anyway, so here we go. The, the DCMS acknowledged that people use anonymous accounts for a variety of reasons, including whistleblowing, exploring their sexuality, or sharing their experience in an authoritarian company. Oh, that's cool. However, it said users should be given tools to control who can interact with them. Uh-huh. In addition, social networks would also be required to let people filter out legal but harmful content. Ah, the arbiters of truth. I love it. The thought police. They're they're coming. They're coming. What's up, Ghani? says, meanwhile, in the belly of the beast, Santa Clara County will be ending its mask mandate March 3rd. Oh, yeah. Two years. Two years. Two years to stop to flatten the curve. (laughs) Two years to flatten the curve. Uh, You can't even make this shit up. Clown world. Clown world. Dude, I restarted, started, restarted the app, reset the phone, reset the router. Sorry about that. Um, this will, uh, I'll cut this over to YouTube, and I'll give you a link if you want to watch it in its entirety. It'll be up tonight, okay? Uh, just to let you know. Just to let you know. And uh, and uh, there you go. So I'll send you the link, uh, Dre, uh, if you want to watch this later on at your leisure. Because uh, uh, what happens is from here, it, we, we t- uh, export it over to YouTube, and then that's probably a better way to watch it um, without the ad intrusions again sorry about that uh okay so anyway uh we're done other than well you know asparagus on mars and uh world war three on the verge yeah uh yeah i'll send you the link i'll send you the link uh, later uh probably give me like an hour or so and i'll send you the link yeah so if you're subbed up on twitch i think you don't hear ads can anybody verify that uh, james there do you hear ads when you log in it says he's uh says he's been subbed up to the channel here for seven months thank you james 
Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do ad blocks stop it? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you, APOC, for passing that on. Okay, so that's what's going on. I don't know. Like, I don't have answers. You know me. I'm just uh, trying to figure out the world we live in and what the hell's really going on. So as we, uh, let's see, yeah, Robert says, I don't hear or see ads. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the thing. So if you're subbed up, yeah, no ads when sub confirmed. Okay, cool. Uh, and Daryl has ad blocks maybe. So so maybe you could help uh, help Trey with that. Okay, so anyway, uh, that's it. That's it. Happy Friday. Friday. Uh, thanks for thanks for putting up with my crap because I I, I I spew a lot of it a lot of a lot of flap in the gums this guy talks too much but uh, well that's sometimes things need to be said and other times they don't but if I just like sit silent and, and sort of med- meditation uh, until something like profound comes we may be sitting there in science for a very long time. So <laughs> you'll, you'll have to forgive my ramble, ramble, rambles. Anyway, so, uh, so as we finish, thank you so much again for spending your time with me and us and uh, just, just having a good time and a good sense of humor about ourselves and about the world we live in. Thanks for caring. I mean, my goodness, there's so many things out there that are uh, just, um, just, just horrific. You know, again, this Ukraine situation is just bad on top of bad on top of bad. Let's, uh, let's you know, frequencies, energies, vibrations, prayers, whatever you got, Let's let's put it out there to um, maybe hopefully prevent an escalation here and cyber attacks and people. Uh, I mean, there could be some EMP style shit going down. You know what I mean? Not actual EMPs, but like actual hacking critical infrastructure as retaliation type shits. So let's let's uh, let's put some positive mojo into the air that maybe this is not the way we need to be because again uh if if we can't if we i don't know what what else can you do like no nobody listens to me meaning that uh, if i if i call up my representative uh, i leave a voicemail and they send me a form letter right i mean no meaning that us useless eaters the unwashed masses the plebs nobody listens to us so let's uh let's do what we can and maybe have a a um, a positive ritual uh to not not bring us world war three please please no escalations um this yeah there you go uh please send it out there thank you guys for spending your time if you want to you want to support the show you know what to do uh click uh, click all the things do all the things share the show the old-fashioned way you know how this goes uh word of mouth can beat the algorithm still and um that's what's happening here and uh you can sub up to twitch again i've said a couple times today in those commercials uh no additional cost with amazon prime sends me exactly two dollars and 49 cents per month if you do that like i said it's not very much but it does add up i save that money it's going to go to improving all of this whatever that means additional things whatever to make this better uh so anyway uh, and let's that way there's patreon which more patreon content is on the way sorry about that i've been slacking lots of lots and lots of work for all this other stuff it's hard to keep up sometimes and you could also sub up at rockfin which by the way again i was watching michael tracy his his stream earlier abby martin's on there so many other great people on rockfin sam tripoli so if uh, you if you sub up to uh actual troubled minds on rockfin you get all all of the rock fan, all of the premium stuff. So it's a super good value and it's better than TV. It's better than the propaganda you see there because I'm not going to say it's not, it's clean of propaganda, but it's definitely people thinking for themselves outside of the corporate dollar world, if you know what I mean. So, so there you go. That's what's up. Thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for putting it with my crap. And uh, thanks for being you. Thanks for spending your time and energy. Please send the positive mojo into the air. Uh, we don't need another big war. This is not This is not good. Um, so there it is. There it is. So thank you so much. Promise I'm not running for office. And uh, 
We're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep talking about this. Yes, no censorship on Rockfin as well. That's the best part. That is the best part. And it's on a blockchain, crypto, and all the rest of that shit. Uh, Robert, I actually found a fascinating thread on Twitter discussing the cost of the RAE token on Rockfin and how the growth seems to be an exponential type of growth based on when it started and where it's going. They actually predict, predict like a 100x in the next uh, five years or so of that token. So anyway, I'll send you that if you're interested. And let's get the hell out of here. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being here. Michael Strange, out. You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday for more Troubled Minds on Monday at approximately 3 p.m. Pacific. And we'll have Troubled Minds on uh, Monday as well at 7 p.m. More crazy stuff. Have a great one, guys. I am out. See you later on. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.